0: In a city with so many girls, it seemed like everything could be a podcast. While Miranda was examining, Charlotte was archiving, and Samantha was applauding the loneliest girls in media and pop culture history, I couldn't help but think to myself, where did I fit in in all this? And that's when I said, my name is Madeline Turner. I'm co-host of this podcast, The Lonely Girls Podcast, and I'm joined with my best gal pal, the uh, Stanford... No, I think we're both each other's Stanford. The proverbial inner Stanford to my inner also Stanford and Carrie Bradshaw, Rebecca Botter. Hi, Madeline. How are you? I'm good. Your hair does look really good.
1: It does. I just shouted as soon as I began the call. (laughs) My hair looks so good. My hair looks so good. We are reaching from like Ophelia Dead in the River. You know that or that yes, that yes, painting. Yes. And now we're getting to Scraggletown. Entering Scraggletown. Entering Scraggletown and I'm gonna be getting a haircut. I need to email her soon. Um, okay, so let's get it started with lonely
0: girl moment of the week. Do you wanna go first, Maddie? Absolutely. I do. I um I famously love being on set. It's one of the places that I feel the least lonely. Um, and I think there – I think a lonely girl moment it can often happen in the place that, that you're least expecting it. And so I was on set. I've been on set for the past few weeks uh, directing a commercial campaign, which is Teaser. a really big deal teaser. I signed an NDA so I can't tell you the brand, but I wouldn't tell you anyways cuz I'm a big old bi- cuz I love to gatekeep. <laughs> yeah, I didn't sign the NDA, so, <laughs> so it's- Rebecca's going to tell you what brand it is. <laughs> uh just But saying. I was I was I was on set uh for a while and was in sort of the I don't know just like Uh, You know, when you're in production on anything, it doesn't have to be on a film set, but just anywhere where, you know, you're, it's a, it's a contained space for a contained period of time. And there's like a pretty hardcore deadline and everyone's sort of, we're all working very hard towards the same goal, knowing that at some point we will all be gone from this point and potentially never see each other again, which I think is, you know, that's, (laughs) that's just life. Mm Mm-hmm. So my, my lonely girl moment, um, happened very, very, you know, very shortly after we wrapped and I said goodbye to everyone and I got in my car and I had, I had just this moment where I was like, Oh, I'm not going back here. Oh, I'm not going to see these people. I mean, I hope I will, but like, there's no guarantee. And I, it, it was just a, you know, I, It was the last time I was going to do that particular drive from the studio to back to my apartment, like at you know eight PM at night. And I I rolled the windows down and I went through the McDonald's drive-through, and I got myself a a six-piece nugget and a double cheeseburger and a medium fries, and I listened to some sad, weepy music, and Mm -hmm. um, it just really felt just sort of felt in, uh, in my. In my proverbial feelings about all of it, and it it it, it was it, it was quaintly very lonely girl it not as exciting as as maybe some of the other moments that I've had, but that that was sort of the big one for me. I was almost too busy to feel lonely, and then when I did, it was very lonely
1: Well, I would like to connect it to doing a play. So. <laughs> So, I mean, we oh. both did plays growing up yes, and yes. It, it's set and theater is so similar in that you create this such intense bond and it's really like any job. But I, I think there's something it's so emotional and you're like, we're going to be best friends for life, especially like in high school theater. And it was funny because even when you do a play with your high school friends, the freshman who did your hair every night before you went on and would braid it for you because she was great at braids, yes. all of a sudden in the hallway a month later, even though you used to be like braid friends, yes. then all of a sudden you would just acknowledge each other in the hallway. It's this I mean, intense yeah. moment yeah, and then it
0: passes
1: um, and some of those relationships continue, but I think growing up doing theater, we actually know the truth is yeah. that it, this is a moment in it's, time. It's, it's like a beautiful moment. In- <laughs> it's all right. Let's just have this moment together.
0: Don't speak. Don't speak. No, don't speak. That's exactly what it is. And I. And I. It was it. It was a reminder of that, and I, I really, you know, leaned into that feeling. It, it didn't feel bad; it, it just felt a little. It felt a little melancholy. And yeah. McDonald's is always a great um, treat. Mm-hmm. I am a, a dirty little rat monster, and I love McDonald's, and I'll love McDonald's until I die, which could be sooner because of how much I love McDonald's. Um, tell me about your. Tell me about your lonely moment of the week, Rebecca. I am eager to hear it.
1: So, just like who we're going to be talking about later, I, too, write about my life to myself. And I found myself, over the past few months, writing um fiction, but writing about these circumstances. And I found that they were all repeating, and then I realized it was all really about... Um, an experience in my life a few years ago. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, you subconsciously are trying to process this. And your subconscious is trying to almost, like, rewrite this memory. And I was like, wow, that's really beautiful of me. And then yeah. I oh, was gosh. like, wait a minute. Oh, I'm very sad. And then I was Aww. like, oh, this is, like, a bummer. And then I was like, Maddie, <laughs> I need to process this. And she's like, yeah, totally. I'm on set. And... <laughs> 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 and, I I did, like,
0: yeah, and I was like,
1: and I was. Yeah. And she like famously was on set. I was. So, um, and then just like her-, her directing a commercial, she was like, everyone take an hour break. My I friend does to process something from four years ago because she's My been friend, writing
0: fiction. <laughs> I've got to go sit on a curb outside, mm-hmm. smoke a whole pack of parliaments. Well, I yeah. sip a Red Bull and listen yeah. to my friend process some drama. That's part of my rider, actually. 30 minutes every day to process my friend's drama. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, and I pay her by the hour. So it was a pretty good deal. It and, is. um, so anyways, I left my job at my wedding dress shop, sat on a bench and cried. And that lonely girl moment actually led to this episode because. Maddie do you want to like repeat what you said it was so so
0: beautiful I said Rebecca Mm -hmm. I want to validate the experience that you you had it was traumatic and I'm glad you're experiencing it right now I'm glad I'm here with you for that how would you feel about starting sex in the city (laughs) because I started watching sex in the city and I feel like it's kind of the only thing that I care about right now and mm-hmm. I just feel like it would be something that you too would care about and I mm-hmm. think we should do it for our, our podcast <laughs> can you please start watching Sex in the City you have one week to watch season one.
1: Oh no I had two and a half days to watch season one she had two and a half days to watch season one which is awesome Mary Hail Mary um, has brought up that we haven't mentioned her recently which I think is a, a fair like how dare we I know Mary and I actually watched the first I actually watching it I was like I think we got through like six or seven episodes in one you're night like, once when she this. came to visit me. Yeah, she watched it with her roommates. Um Erica, one of her roommates, listens to the pod. Hi, Erica. Mm. And um, yeah, I know. And so they had watched it. They loved it. Mary was like, you're just not going to love it because you're not watching it with a gal pal. This is about mm. girls, girls. And yes. you're alone. And I was like, so true. Ooh, so I did hi. apologize to Mary that Mary <laughs> told me to watch it. And Maddie is the the starter of this fire, but yes. Mary didn't bring up I could make an episode about it. Right. So, but Mary, thank so you, that, you get all the credit like, for that's this sort episode. Sort of on
0: her for not, you know, motivating you further with like the uh, the carrot dangle of content. Speaking of carrots dangling, <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> okay. So, what is your what is your experience with Sex in this City? I feel like. So Sex in the City has always existed in, in my life, but I never really watched it or felt like I w- had permission to watch it because it, it wasn't mm-hmm. even like it was like, uh, oh, like, ooh, a scandalous show. It just felt like a scandalous show like for adults, like for adult mm-hmm. women. And I was like, I'm neither an adult nor a woman. I'm a girl. And mm-hmm. this show is for women. And Mm -hmm. so I got into my adulthood having never watched it. And then when HBO Max or HBO uh, started their streaming service and all of a sudden you could watch every episode of Sex and the City back to back to back to back to back, then it was like, well, this is obviously what I have to do. And so I did start watching it and I got about like into season three, but it was just like I wasn't there yet. I wasn't ready for Sex in the City yet. It, 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 it didn't feel. It didn't feel like exciting to watch. It felt mm-hmm. sort of like like uh, like going to an aquarium.
1: When was this? Was this recently?
0: The no, aquarium
1: no, no. was this a few I, years
0: ago. Yes, yeah, sorry. Um, how I felt about Sex in the City when I first started watching it, I was probably like twenty-two. Mm-hmm. So then, didn't watch it for a long time. If I was ever, like, in a hotel, it, I would put on e-news or, like, I'd put on the e-network and it, they always do reruns. So I would watch reruns very sparingly or sparsely. Um, and then uh, one day I woke up maybe a month ago and I was like
1: <laughs> – I am I, a lady
0: now. <laughs> I really was like, I think I'm a woman. I think I might be a woman. And I think it's time for me to watch Sex in the City. And so mm. that it and it's felt really
1: and just like that
0: and uh, and just like that and I couldn't mm. help but wonder mm-hmm. was it <laughs> me who wasn't ready for the show or was the show not ready for me? Bum bum ba-na, bum 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 ba-da. What's crazy is I've done like a few uh, Sex in the City parodies on my TikTok. And I've literally only gotten through the first three seasons. I have no idea what the last half of the show is like. You've done parodies on your TikTok of Sex yeah, in the I City? Yeah, I did a Sex in the City Wednesday Adams parody.
1: You did? Okay, you're going to have to send that I to me it, so I can post it. I called it. it
0: Death in the City. You're right. And then someone mm-hmm. commented on it. You should have called it Hex in the City. And I was like, that was so much better. That's so much better. And then I had to kill myself. Glad that didn't happen.
1: Um, No, I'm a ghost. (laughs) (laughs) And I am the hex in the city now.
0: And I'm, yeah.
1: Okay, so now me. So (laughs) I just knew (laughs) that sex was bad. So I saw sex in the title, and I wasn't even like, I'm not an adult lady. I was like, well, sex is bad, and that's in the title, so I can't watch it. And then I remember Miley Cyrus Right around the Hannah Montana time, they were like, Miley Cyrus, what are you doing on tour?
0: And she's like, well, I I like in hotels. What? Can I raise my hand? Yes. I remember this exact article so specifically. I know exactly what you're talking about. And I think about it every time I think about sex in the city where they were like, oh my God, this, this child is watching sex in the city. This is, this is child abuse. No, it was such
1: a big deal. I I just I re- I don't remember the big deal. I remember the initial article, and my brain was like, "Blow!" I just was like, <laughs> "Miley is my age, and she's watching sex." And I think she said like with her mom or something. Yeah. I and I her was mom just wants like, "Sex in the City." And then even Wilder. Um, famously, my mother is named Becky, and I am named Rebecca. And um, she mentioned briefly once i had become a woman she was like i actually used to watch episodes of sex in the city once and she said it so like 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 i once had a lover in france (laughs) like that is like that is how shocking it was to me because it had the word sex in it and i just like like I, i was just like I just seen my mom in a it new ish. light, yeah.
0: And so then, yeah, it's like seeing your teacher at the grocery store. It was pretty <laughs> crazy. <laughs> and, um, and so, anyways,
1: so then I, um, you know, watched some episodes, and it's like Dumbledore died. I just like I know about big yes. and Samantha. It's weird. It's like so
0: in our zeitgeist that yes. like. What a great but anyways, use of the word zeitgeist. I, I just want to point that
1: out. We are probably the only two adult women in the entire world who have not watched it all the way through. And yeah. I think if, I think if we had already watched it through, I wouldn't be that interested, but I am discovering, I, I know a lot of the storylines already, but yeah. I, I was like, I think it's interesting to have two women recently discover it together. Yeah. Cause,
0: well, and also it, I think enough time has passed that like there are so many there are so many aspects of the show that are outdated like in Mm -hmm. in terms of sort of like you want to go like woke terminology like the way that they discuss gender and the way that they Mm -hmm. discuss sexuality Sexuality. is like Mm -hmm. its own contained thing now and i feel like it's much more interesting to pick it apart through that lens than it feeling you know like so relevant like oh these girls are so me. Their lives are so me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have a pager. I'll never have a pager. I I don't even I don't I don't even check my voicemail. If you leave me a voicemail right now, I will never listen to it. Unless you die, and that's the only thing I have left of you.
1: Well, no, you save all of my voice notes, which means I do a lot, and I like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, if, if you didn't save it, I'd be like, oh, so that wasn't good enough for you, Maddie? Oh, cool, um, cool, 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 cool. So I didn't cry enough. Okay, bye. <laughs> Taking notes. Um, so, okay, season one. I season tried to one. look up a summary of it. For one, I just saw it like was nominated for like I I think like uh Sarah Jessica Parker was like
0: nominated for like many it was awards for it like a million for like, like, like Emmys like literally which one is, million Emmys in the first mm-hmm. season. That's super impressive. No, it was like it was such mm-hmm. a groundbreaking show. It really, I mean, I think I think they knew it was going to be a big deal, and so they they were like there was a lot oh. of hype around. Around this
1: show. Well, though, I first recently, or not recently, I remember reading, oh my gosh, I remember listening to an interview with Sarah Jessica Parker while I lived in Chicago. I don't know why. I just remember, like, biking down a busy intersection while listening to it. And it actually, she had been... In a lot of bigger movies around that time, and television wasn't cool. Movie stars didn't do television. No. Because, like, still as an actor, people are like, oh, what do you want to do, movie or television? Yeah. And you're like, anything? But actually, back then, that was more of a division, and you really would kind of say, like, what yeah. would I do better? And yeah. she was a movie star yeah. who did a TV show. And also, Kim Cattrall had, like, a pretty big career, because and it took some persuading to get her to do it. Yeah. And I just, like, want to throw it out there. Kim Cattrall, oh my gosh, that performance in this <sighs> show, all of the performances are great, but good grief. I She's mean- like a Christine Berinsky in that she does camp camp
0: camp camp but it is so grounded it's sufferable this show would be insufferable without samantha Mm -hmm. like genuinely samantha is samantha is the thing that pulls it out of reality in a way that allows you to see like the broad comedy of it all with a single line a single line Mm -hmm. read she can make an episode work you're like, I'm not buying this. I'm not buying any of this. And then she's like, "Honey, if the horse was hung, I'd be in. Uh, I'd be in. I would be in a stable." And you're like, uh, "This is a really good show." It's like
1: I'd be running that stable, and um, and you're just like, and it's also like, "Did you know? Like, do you know a Samantha?" Maddie. No,
0: I do not know a Samantha. No one knows a Samantha. Samantha She's not not real. real,
1: But she sells it that you're like, we all have a Samantha in our friend
0: group. I've never met a Samantha. And I've met all kinds of people. Here's my theory. Samantha is a ghost. Samantha's dead the whole time. Samantha's Mm -hmm. a ghost. They accidentally murdered the most annoying girl at the party. And it was this girl, Samantha. In order to cope with the guilt of accidentally three-way murdering the most annoying girl at the party, Samantha, they have collectively created a version of her in their subconscious um, that allows her to live the life that she always wanted to um, and experience her lived reality Mm -hmm. uh, in a way that, like, pays homage and honors um, her true spirit. That's my theory. (laughs) And I am sticking by that.
1: I love this. I love this for us. I will say, um, to prep my, to get myself like excited, I watched maybe four hours of video essays on the show Sex in the City. Yeah. And the take is a really good one. You've probably yeah. already seen this one. Yeah. But, uh, it's, it, it says like Carrie's friends aren't real, but Ooh. it's, it, it's just so simple in that Miranda's the head charlotte's the heart and samantha's the libido and it's just all about Mm -hmm. how all three of the so carrie is like the messy mixture and all three of them are the representation of the modern woman Mm
0: -hmm. and how
1: those three parts of us are all at war and all are represented in carrie but those are the three factors of a modern woman yeah um like how we want the fairy tale, but now we're feminists, and then also surprise, we're horny.
0: <laughs> I love that take.
1: Mm-hmm. I also
0: think there is an element of Carrie Bradshaw that feels a little personality less. So you binged the first season in two and a half days. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel about it? I really loved it. Right? Maybe, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I it's think really good. <laughs>
1: It got me to like send a few more texts than probably I would have been sending.
0: Right. It makes you sort of like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I couldn't help.
1: I'm but gonna, think. you
0: know. <laughs> and I couldn't help but think that perhaps. And I couldn't help but think, but it's like
1: it it had that impact, but then also you just like, I I was like so amazed by like, it's like yes we have nudity on TV and. We have sex on TV, but I liked how, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I, I'm sure there weren't intimacy coordinators, which sucks, but it also was like, you saw like, um, Miranda's boyfriend in the final episode, and he's on her, and he's like, really sweaty, and then it's just like the yeah. camera angle looking up at him. There's so many unrealistic things in it, but often Carrie's
0: experiences, I don't think, are depicted very relatably. The first season is interesting because they have this sort of, like, uh, they do the uh, stranger-to-camera little monologues. They don't mm-hmm. continue that throughout the series. They, like, get rid of that. I think they
1: straight. dropped it after, like, two
0: episodes. They're not as, like, like in the pilot. Like, that's the device mm-hmm. that, like, moves the pilot mm-hmm. along. And they do it, like, a couple times in in season two. But then they, like, mm-hmm. they drop it because it becomes more episodic and you do sort mm-hmm. of – or not, not episodic, it becomes more serialized mm-hmm. and you get more invested in, in the women's stories. One of the episodes that really like blows my mind
1: mm-hmm. and that
0: I feel so detached from in so many ways, It was it, there are moments where I'm like, I feel so seen right now and I'm uncomfortable and I don't like how I'm being called out. But one of the episodes was when Carrie farts in front of Big and loses her goddamn mind But I loved – I loved that the device of the episode was her going to each of the women and them having, like, very different responses to, like, how to handle it. I just – I mean, I'm sure there's, like, you know, a a 2020 equivalent of, like, farting in front of a guy. Mm. But, like, I just don't think that's something that people care about right now. But that was one where I was like, wow, wow, being a woman was, like, hell. Like, yeah, it's so much easier to be a woman. It's not, like, Easy. it's by no means a cakewalk.
1: Not to, like, now let's talk about the men. But Maddie and I were talking about how, like, women couldn't fart. And all the women were, like, zero. But how that is a pressure put on the women. But actually, the men's bodies, I, I feel like in some ways a man's body is, like, Jamie. I texted you, like, Jamie Dordan. It's, like, Big would have taken off his shirt and she would have been like, Oh, oh my gosh. My God. What a hot body. And the hottest quote unquote male body was the model. And it was like, sure, like, mama mia. Like, yeah, he looks good. But then the whole show is just spent with guys with, I, I, and there's no such thing as a regular body, but like, but how big, bodies. but big, like, just, like, there was a point where he was laying and I was like, he's got biceps. Um, yeah. but, but like, never like, no, like, that's, body. <laughs> yeah, like, that's not, and also, I mean, the actor who plays big, that's a separate conversation. Yes. But, but we're talking about the male bodies that are seen on this show. And it's also, I think, like, what we think a man's body should look like now is different, but also how, like, there were so many regular guys where Charlotte is like, wow, I really love him. And I, and like, his- wow, I'm really excited. And I was like, what a regular looking man.
0: What a regular you know? looking man. Yeah, what a, a completely average
1: looking dude. And in TV, which is fine, um, I definitely on the apps am like, if they're too something, I don't want it. I but,
0: don't um, know. In, but no, re- on, in, yeah. Like, I don't want Abercrombie. No, I actually, that's something that I'm like, shut it down, absolutely shut it down. Yeah.
1: Gosh, I won't get to spend time with you. You're in the gym all the time and you won't want (laughs) to go out and eat. Like, no, but like they were considered hotties and I think like the whole show, it was about like almost like showing like the boobs, showing the butts and showing bodies And I think also showing like, hey, in New York, this guy's considered a catch. And I think they were – like all the men are balding. All of them. All of them don't have all the hair.
0: Also, what I was really struck by is like they look the age of men that you should be dating when you're the Mm -hmm. age of the women that are on the show. Yeah. Like the women are supposed to be in their 30s. Um, mm-hmm. And they look like they're in their 30s. They're gorgeous. They're mm-hmm. so sexy. But they look like they're in their 30s. And they're dating men who are either in their 30s or older.
1: And then they literally have that episode about dating younger. Exactly. You know? And when she dates a guy in his 20s, he looks like he's in his 20s. And, it, and then she's like, oh, this is why I don't date guys, guys in, their in their 20s. 20s.
0: What are your thoughts on, like, how do you feel about how Carrie feels about Big?
1: Well, I just want to say right off the bat, I think Carrie in the first season is the prettiest girl in the whole wide world. Her hair, I love it. There's a part where she wears this high neck black dress and she has just a slash of red lipstick and just her beautiful, beautiful hair. And I think she is, no, I say everyone is the most beautiful person in the world, but I, I was so taken with her mm-hmm. um but big I guess maybe this is a good way to start going into the lonely girl lens because I mm. was trying to keep track of the loneliest girl moment for each person yes. and uh some of them were harder than others like Samantha I feel like I found a pretty simple moment but there was, Carrie, I, I think
0: it's we're gonna have the same moment because she has one one has one moment yeah um, <laughs> or maybe we both found two but I don't think Who so Let's just say but with Carrie,
1: really, I just wrote down like maybe all of the big moments because yeah. with so many guys, like the 20 something year old, she's like, I'm going to go talk to this 20 something and I'm going to go into this bar and I, I want to sleep she with someone. Has such like so- a rich,
0: fun life. And then every time she's around big. Yeah. So like, what? let's go into the lonely girl lens. So we're going to look at we're going to look at the show through the lens of the lonely girl and talk about the characters, talk about mm-hmm. some very specific lonely girl moments.
1: I would like to start it with, um, the. I think, the loneliest girl moment in the whole series. And unfortunately, I was like, I don't want to talk about Big and Carrie because that's all ever anyone talks about. But truly, what I wrote down at first, I was like, any moment Carrie's insecure about Big. And then I'm watching the final episode, which has maybe all of the – a lot of the. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all the biggest LG moments, but and then I wrote especially when she drops the Bible. There's something about stalking your lover into church with his yeah. mom and yeah. dropping a Bible. That's very That's lonely girl. So
0: lonely girl.
1: And it, it's just like, imagine if that was one of our lonely girl moments of the week. Just I might mm, try to. I guess. Might,
0: yeah, exactly. Let's, I might do, it. Let's do, hat it.
1: Hat do it. Let's do it. We can wear big hats. <laughs> um, but then the. And I literally, once again, as usual, I finished it and within 10 seconds I was on the phone with Maddie. Yeah. Is, um, her asking big, tell me I'm the one. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And that is, I think lonely girls are asking the person that they love, but also like being lonely. It's not just about a romantic thing. I think a lonely girl is. That's the question that they're asking the world. Like, is Am
0: I the one? Am I and the I one? Think, I think it's an unfair question to ask. I don't think he's like the greatest catch ever, but he he's always honest with Carrie. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I think like it, in that moment, he could have lied mm-hmm. and been like, yeah, baby, you're the one. Let's go to Jamaica or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he, he Doesn't that's know a that. t-shirt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby, you're the one. Let's go to Jamaica, Jamaica or, or whatever. Um, <laughs> he doesn't know that, and he honestly, I don't think you can know that. And not mm-hmm. to be like, not to be like, oh, you know. You're the you're. I don't know. You're the one. So the second that the one actually comes along, I'm gonna leave you for them. But like, I don't think the one exists. I don't mm-hmm. think that's something that. And I think it's a lie that we tell ourselves because we're so deeply craving validation that you could be the one for someone.
1: Do you think Big is a lonely girl? or Do you think he's like a lost boy? What do you think? I think because I'm a about lost boy. to do. Just- Okay, I'm about to do something very interesting. There are so many commentaries on sex in the city. So yes. many. And I've watched video essays, but I've specifically avoided recaps. Let's put ourselves in big shoes. Right? I, Let's I don't put think anyone is. Big shoes. I haven't listened to a single recap, but okay, no. I'm big. And I keep running into this insane just ridiculous ridiculously charismatic girl who's adorable yes. and at every turn I'm doing not like my best but like I'm validating her to keep her in the kind of relationship I want and it's like okay here's the thing about a fuck boy is, if you are honest about your expectations, and this is because I listened to Nick Vial, yeah. um, uh, shout out to the Vial Files, I'm sure he yeah, needs the subscribers. He
0: really does.
1: But, I mean, what he says is for one, everybody's kind of a fuckboy, and yeah. if you are upfront about your expectations, and then if, they want more. If you've been honest about your expectations, you're not a fuckboy. Because you, if you say, I'm not looking for anything serious. And as long as you don't, like, go, but I'd love to meet your mom. So I don't think he's promised anything to her. And we're gonna take it season by season. Because I understand the whole arc of the show, but plotting it season by season, I don't know. And, um, like, I know some things coming up, but you really are into this girl. She's really cool. She's really sexy. She's really sweet. And then she gets these bouts of insecurities and she shuts the door with no explanation. Yeah. And I do think part of it is like in the final episode, she catches him outside of church and he's like, want to grab a coffee for 20 minutes? And she's like, no. And you do question, does he like her because of that? or does he like her despite of that what do you think
0: i think he doesn't know her well enough to even i think they're still just getting to know one another mm-hmm. that's the thing i think like i think big is someone who was in a really serious relationship a couple i think one where he like got married and he is older than Carrie. And so he's mm-hmm. got a little bit more life experience and he doesn't want to do the same thing that he did over and over again. Chances are he probably got married to whoever he got married to way before he was supposed to, way before knowing them. And so he's like going to be taking his time to get to know this person. And I, do, I just think he's like, I'm just trying to get to know you. Yeah. And she's like, I, I want you to tell me I'm the one. And he's like, I don't know that yet because I don't know you well enough. But I want to keep getting to know you. And I think that's
1: the thing is he's already told someone that they're the one. And she kind of strikes me as someone that like at a younger age before she said multiple people I love you. Like if she would have dated a guy and she found out like, wait, you've said I love you to someone else. And he's like, well, yeah, I dated another person for three years. And then she's like, I don't know if I can be with someone who said I love you before someone else.
0: And you're like, well, what do you expect? (laughs) What do you expect? But I understand that impulse so much. I understand that like you just – and it comes from a place of personal insecurity where you're like, Mm -hmm. I I cannot validate myself. Mm -hmm. I can't be my own one. I can't be the person that said I love you to me first and that be enough. So I need someone to be the love, the the unconditional love I'm supposed to have for myself.
1: And it's just like it's such a signature. And we're not like going to be the billionth people to tell y'all that this relationship is toxic because that's boring.
0: But like –
1: But we are looking at it through the lonely girl lens. And you know what? You might be the person to fall in love first. And that's scary. But then I think how we see evolved is it's okay to fall
0: first. But Mm. then you – like it's okay. That happens. It's actually totally fine. It happens a lot if you two don't fall in love with one another at the exact same time. It doesn't mean that Mm. Uh, it's not going to work or they can't. And I think every relationship is so unique. And so much of it depends on the individual people being responsible for their like emotional regulation, checking in with their codependent habits, not using the other person to, to fill a void or satisfy a need. It's about a partnership. And I do think that Carrie saw big and put him on a pedestal in such an intense way. I would be really overwhelmed by how much this person liked me. If I was big,
1: not even liked me, but I think like need and then it's like you're and I can say this as someone who I've sought out relationships that I can't believe that I'm worthy of love, so I choose someone that is so lovable that if they love me, it, it's like I I as someone who is codependent, I it, this isn't just another girl harping on Carrie Bradshaw.
0: So when I say I'm a Carrie, I'm not saying it in like a – I'm such a Carrie. I'm like, oh, God, I'm a Carrie.
1: (laughs) Okay, question. Why do you think as like Carrie's like, oh, man, dated that guy. Oh, man, dated that – but she says it in such a blasé like, yeah, we hung out for a while, but blah, 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 and then smoke a cigarette. Why do you think big – is this relationship that's bringing out this different side in
0: her? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, and this is, I, I, it's not 100 percent confirmed because I've kind of forgotten, but I think it's some daddy issues.
1: I, it feels so daddy. Big Biggest such it a
0: daddy.
1: D- Biggest. That such was a actually daddy. something I was gonna ask you: Is do we ever see Carrie's parents?
0: I don't remember because it, I don't, I don't remember, but I, I, I. I'm almost a hundred percent sure that there's got to be some correlation between Carrie's relationship with her father and her just like addiction to big like it 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 is a straight up addiction like especially in the first season it is like you feel it.
1: (laughs) No, he's got such daddy energy. And I think that's like, of course, men with younger women, what a cliche, but also I think he leans into that daddy persona because he's also, I mean, some older guys that are dating 20-somethings are also trying to not grow up like this peter pan thing but i think how he approaches women it's very daddy i think she's seeking safety and she's seeking security okay maybe just like being um maddie being a lonely (laughs) girl is being a play being a lonely girl is having daddy issues i
0: i do think it all definitely ties back to some daddy issues
1: if you're a lonely girl you have daddy issues
0: (laughs) sorry we did not make up the rules yeah. Um, even though we did. Uh, let's talk about the other girls. We <laughs> <He> literally did. <laughs> even though um, we actively are making up the rules right now. Let's talk about the other girls. If you had to be – so like I think everyone's a Carrie Bradshaw. I think there's a mm-hmm. Carrie in everyone. And everyone is your, Carrie. And then you have like a wing into one of the other a girls. A rising. Yeah. you ha- yeah, you Yeah, You have your rising. Who do you think your rising is? Okay. So
1: I want you to tell me – we might have the same rising I
0: think we might have the same rising I think it's Charlotte yeah yeah I think it's Mm -hmm. Charlotte I think it's like it's where (laughs) it's where here's the thing I think Charlotte is so fucking cool
1: Mm -hmm. like
0: she is so successful everybody loves her I think she's the one that like goes on the most dates she's the one who's like every man falls in love with her but she, her standards are so high that she isn't ever able to make a connection with anyone until she lets her standards go.
1: Yeah, and I'm really—I mean, I know that that guy is ha- gonna come, and I'm honestly like very excited for that yeah. season, whenever that is. I know Aiden is coming in season three. I'm so I'm very excited, excited, for him. excited about so Aiden excited coming in season Aiden. three. I'm
0: so excited oh for my Aiden. God. I, oh.
1: I'm so excited. I know, like everybody likes Aiden, but you know, from my history of loving, like, yeah, you cannot love Aiden. Who doesn't yeah. love a big, tall? I mean, and, hello? and
0: in the second season, we will meet Steve, who is my mm-hmm. personal favorite. I have such a soft spot for Steve.
1: I'm, I th- is that Miranda's boyfriend? Yeah, the, I'm excited the, about Steve.
0: The bartender with the glasses. That was actually a really good Steve impression. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> Do you
1: think? Because Mayor Bear and I, he'll marry. Um, have been talking a lot about girls' girls. Do you think a lonely girl has to be a girls' girl? Mm, Because this show is an ode to being a girls' girl.
0: I don't think so. I think – okay.
1: I think a shy girl isn't a girls' girl.
0: Not at all. hear hear me out. I think, like, your lonely girl tendencies can – I think the the lonely girl in the healthiest place understands that, like, girls are the – you know – Girls are it. Mm-hmm. Girls are your girls.
1: Girls are your soulmates. And guys are. are just
0: great guys
1: who guys are around.
0: Are just, guys are just like, you know, thank God for them. Mm-hmm. Honey, <laughs> what can we say? Samantha has
1: this great line um, where in the last episode, she's like, I didn't know you could say more than just give it to me and it's time for you to go home. <laughs> Or like, I'm paraphrasing. But she said that and I was like, this is this, one this of the, is best the best lines yeah. written ever.
0: I I I do think the the ethos of the show is your friends are your true loves. Yeah. Men will come and go, perhaps. But the ones that will be there for you at the end of it will be your girls. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really beautiful and to compare it to the, you know, the 2010 version of sex in the city as people called it, which is girls by Lena Dunham, where the end of the show is them their, you know, their entire friend group imploding from the inside and never speaking to one another again. I think it's I, – I I appreciate the the perspective of, of girls being there for one another so much more mm-hmm. than – And, uh, yeah.
1: Not to have, like, any pushback from anyone that might listen who loves Lena Dunham. I don't know if Lena Dunham is a girl's girl. She's not. I don't think, I she don't is. think she's a, And also, I did recently <laughs> – a very lonely girl thing to do is to – write another lonely girl a card mm. i recently wrote a card to mad d oh, and in that died. i expressed myself in no way i ever had before in the same way you wrote me a card and it was very beautiful i, I think i'll name. frame it and just get a tramp stamp just down my back oh please oh please do Write me more cards, please. Okay. But I do think Maddie and I, I mean, you're sorry, you're listening to our podcast, so maybe you'll agree, maybe you won't. But like (laughs) our meet cute and we have like a platonic, not to get annoyingly sappy, but we have a platonic love story. We absolutely do. Like an international, it takes a lot of work deeply, Mm. like whenever Maddie's with me or vice versa, it's like. like, take it or leave it. it. This is the, this is, this is my, this is my Maddie, or this is my Rebecca. Exactly. I think it's like, not even like, you better like her. It's more like, you better be nice to her. (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, I think girls, girl, lonely girls, and I think what's sad for Carrie is like, When she's with her girls, there is not a moment where she feels alone. It's this stream of conscious where even she's like, I would do a threesome. I wouldn't do a threesome. Oh my gosh, what's this? Well, blah, blah, blah. And even when they're disagreeing on farting, she in no way is like, and I didn't agree with them. So I shut up and I said nothing. Like, it's just her going... It's always like, either I disagreed or like, is it true that if you're going to pass gas,
0: the lover's hopes have been blown away? You know? like, (laughs) And Samantha's like, sorry, honey, no one's gonna cut cheese with you from here on out. It's gonna
1: be a smorgasbord (laughs) with no dairy. And
0: if you don't have the cheese, what's the point of throwing a party? (laughs) Call me a Swede and get me out of this Dutch oven. <laughs> I love it. if you say it like that.
1: You can read you can, off a grocery list and it's amazing.
0: But I think you're so right. And I one of the things that I do love about the girls is that it's not just sort of like like they really they choose how when it comes to one member of the party
1: the mm-hmm. alternate
0: three of them understand how to interact with that one in the best way possible mm-hmm. like i think mm-hmm. a lot of the times the way that they they treat charlotte is like maybe a little handholdy but oh i think mm-hmm. comes from a place of so much love that you you know that they really do understand her and they're
1: not i mean sometimes they like challenge her beliefs on yeah. romance and marriage but no one ever is like, you're so dumb. You're so dumb. Or also, I think a quality I really like in a, in a girl or in a friend is not being like, snap out of it. Ew, gross. You're better than that. Yes, girl. Put on your heels and your tightest little <laughs> skirt. Like, I think just sometimes it's like, cause maybe that's what Carrie needs to hear, but maybe that isn't what Miranda needs to hear. Exactly. And I think. And I have so many questions. One the and I, I just love that the four of them, and I think I so deeply craved this growing up was I so want to be a part of a clique where it's like, hold on. We're picking up Samantha and Miranda right and now. Like, over. no one's like, we haven't, should we call Gary? And then it's like, well, maybe. Or even if there is one episode like that, there is yeah. not going to be another one like that. Yeah. Okay, question. Question. Yes. Um, so when Carrie is typing, she's like, My friend Miranda's sleeping with a baldy who can't get it up. <laughs> and I can't help but wonder. And I'm like, Is that the column? She's saying the names. She's saying very unflattering. You know, it's like it's very like in It's very incriminating, and it's
0: confusing me. I, I, <laughs> okay. So like maybe we just forget. Like in the age of social media, we're like everyone is is public access to anyone at all times where like maybe back in the 90s you could write a column and just give a name and some vague characteristics about someone and like you would never be able to find out who that is.
1: Though like it is a big world they do a great job of showing like LA as like you talked about in our last episode you are literally your friend you were meeting I up know. with we're going on a date with, which is so sex in the city. Oh, no. And in New York, I know that like LA circle, that's just proof. LA circles are pretty small. Atlanta circles, very small. Yes. And New York circles are really small, even without social media. So though True. the world wouldn't know who Samantha is. Those circles are like, well, yeah, Carrie and her three best friends, you know?
0: I wonder if Miranda, I wonder if their names are fake names.
1: That actually, I think, solves a lot of issues. I love that it's not like Carrie has three friends and these are her three friends.
0: It's like they're all friends.
1: They're all, like, just as much a part of this group because yes. I think they all need each other, and I think they all know that. But also, I think, like, as you hear people get older and older, people do say, like, it's harder to make friends. And I do think they're bonded by, like, that episode with, um, they go out to the burbs where they yes. visit that. The
0: the baby shower. Party
1: girl. The baby yes. shower episode. That's
0: a really good episode. I that love is that a, episode.
1: That is a really good episode. She and stole
0: I my f- baby name. You bitch. Which is...
1: Oh, my God. And that, like, immediately like, – no, Yeah, that, like, I love that line.
0: Samantha is, like, such a ride or die. But, like, mm-hmm. Samantha doesn't give a – Samantha does not care about baby. She doesn't care about baby names. She thinks the whole thing no. is stupid. But she knew the second that Charlotte said she stole my baby name, you bitch. Like, that is – She I, whipped her head around.
1: I don't have any friends with the um sexual <laughs> – charisma uh charisma as her but i do have quite a few friends who are enneagram eights which if you want to throw out some enneagram stuff real fast I, which oh, is I, so I think, samantha okay, is an no, enneagram think, eight
0: no i think mm. she's a seven wing eight. Oh, for sure i just know that there's eight in there i
1: think for samantha sure.
0: is like samantha is like Samantha at her healthiest is like, mm-hmm. I'm a woman in charge of myself. I'm a good time gal. Da, 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 da. But I think when you get into like the root of Samantha's psyche, she doesn't want to feel bad ever. And I think yes. that's very seven. Is like Samantha just wants to have a good time. She just wants to have fun. And then she's winging. Charlotte, two or a four? Yeah. No, I'm actually, say- sorry, I can- Carrie's a four. Carrie's a 100%. Carrie's a stupid. four. Carrie's such a fucking four. It's so annoying. She's such a four,
1: and she's a four being three because there's no way in heck she's a five. No, and um, she's got a big column. Uh, and then uh, Charlotte is a I would say a two wing one.
0: What? And if I then, could also make a case for Charlotte being a nine, just like uh, in a different sense. They get think, mixed up. I think I think my impulse is she's definitely a two, because mm-hmm. she's a lover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's a two wing 1. You no, know I take it back. I think she's definitely more of a 1. Sorry, a two wing 1 because she feels like there's a right way to do things. Oh my gosh, and such a very, right way to do things. And that's a very wing 1 thing to do. What about Miranda? 5? Yeah, I was going to say a 5, but I don't know if she's
1: particularly introverted.
0: She could be she could be a 3. Yeah,
1: you're right. She's very career focused.
0: And, she, and I think a I could see a three best. wing too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah I uh, Because definitely. she's,
1: she's such a good friend. She really
0: like is. she's the best she, one out of, like she's the best person. Like Samantha She like, gives the most such fun. great advice. Mm hmm. But, but Miranda Miranda's- also,
1: I think is the, the healthiest. Yeah. Like absolutely. I think if her friends didn't call her for a few weeks, everyone else would be like, are they mad at me? And Miranda's like, they'll, they'll call. Yeah.
0: I want, I I'm strive busy. to be more like Miranda.
1: We want to be Miranda's. We
0: want to be okay, Miranda's so bad. So, um,
1: we've teasered, but Samantha's lonely girl moment of season one is, is? the micro penis.
0: <laughs> Hold on. I have to, I just realized, I think it might be, Oh no, no, it is. It is. Shoot. My lonely moment was from season two. I just realized in the bathroom
1: having a chickadita cry
0: because the guy has a tiny penis.
1: Her in has love a with tiny him. penis. She's in love and she's so sad. Oh. And then she's uh, later. there are in bed and he's like, "Why are you crying?" And she says, "I'm crying because I'm so happy." And she's so sad. That's so lonely. <laughs> That's so lonely. Is to like. Just, and once a, once again, Kim Catrol, Oscar, the shift of how she acts around this new guy versus how she's been the whole, just like it's still her, but she's so windswept. She's so she's taken like- with this man. A moment I really loved for Charlotte was her seeking out the psychic. And seeking out that validation. Yes. And I loved uh, it. After like the second psychic person, yeah. she was like, you know what? Who cares?
0: And then literally a second later, she was like,
1: <laughs> she's like, here's a pretty boy. And then she's like, told ya, I've still got it. I also think something sticks out to me about, uh, the painter.
0: Yeah. There's something
1: very, about being painted. There's something very
0: lonely girl about being painted. I I do think, I think Miranda's lonely girl moment is um, stealing Skipper back from (gasps) that beautiful girl. Did we get the same one? Yes. We're back from that beautiful girl who's, like, so into him. And she's just, like, she knows, she knows Mm -hmm. that she's about to, Oh, And then it was just that little heart drop of, like,
1: you got over me. And yeah. it, it's some... Like a lonely girl where it's like you didn't realize. And this is not a good moment, but I, I love that we both saw this. Skipper. Skipper, lonely girl. Skipper's
0: so lonely. Skipper's such a lonely girl. Stanford, such a lonely girl.
1: Pining for your client who's an underwear model. Such a lonely girl. His client who just wants to l- lay in bed and he wants to be a cop in Iowa. Lonely oh. girl. Any other just lonely girl ideas come to mind? Big lost boy.
0: I think a lost boy. I do think that, like, there is just something really – Honestly, like, anytime Carrie Bradshaw leaves a party, it's just, like, lonely. They never show her leaving a party and, like, having a good time. It's always just, like – smoking a cigarette
1: one of my favorite moments is she's like big meet me in front of this bar and then 40 minutes later she's like and he didn't meet me outside of the bar and then he's like that's over there that's the front oh so i didn't communicate that properly (laughs) Um, oh, wow. I'm still like, my emotions are still hurt, even though logistically I understand that there was a yeah. miscommunication, but I'm, cause if you really loved me, you would have also agreed that that's the front of the bar. Okay, here we go. Question. Okay. So I texted Maddie yesterday and I work at a bridal shop and I was like, Maddie, why in the world does every single human being in the entire world? And this might be an ongoing discussion. Why in the world does every single human being in the world say, uh, I'm such a carry? And then literally I was working with a bride, and uh, she was like, my style inspiration is Carrie Bradshaw, because I'm from New York, and I'm such a Carrie Bradshaw, and I literally just texted Maddie that everyone says they're a Carrie Bradshaw, but guess what? I was watching the show, and I was like, I'm kind of I a Carrie everyone, Bradshaw.
0: I think everyone is a Carrie Bradshaw, because I think Carrie is obnoxious, and vulnerable, and sexy, and charismatic, and flawed and embarrassing and i think all of us are those things
1: hot take aren't we all the anti-heroes of our own lives
0: oh my gosh rebecca oh my <sighs> gosh i know i am so beyond excited to continue this i fam- famously uh like the first season is one of like everybody's least favorite as you can just <gasps> second, third fourth season yeah no i know like no i know I know. I know.
1: And I thoroughly enjoyed myself, Exactly. Madeline.
0: That's how you know how good it's going to get. And just like that, we finished our first Sex and the City Season 1 A recap. What are some of our goals? Just like in life or? just oh, like what
1: are we, what's the energy from Season 1 we're going to take oh, away? Oh,
0: my gosh. Okay. I think, okay. <laughs> I think the thing that this season taught me mm. is that no one can read your mind. Communication mm. is so important. And mm-hmm. if you have an expectation of someone, whether it's a friendship, mm-hmm. whether it's a business relationship, whether it's a romantic relationship, whether it's just a sexual partner, you need to communicate those expectations or you will end mm-hmm. up disappointed.
1: And you'll disappoint them as well. Exactly. If you're communicating that you're just a good time gal, AKA Carrie, exactly. I'm a cool girl, I'm no. chill. No, I'm a lonely girl and I, you're my daddy. Those are two different things. Exactly. I I think for me, I am trying to, trying to take away guys, guys, honesty. I was texting someone recently, um, in case you're listening. And I literally was so stressed about sending the simplest message back. I held my head in my hands for 10 minutes. I paused season one and what I'm trying to take away (laughs) trauma, um, but it's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. Like you farted, it's not that big of a deal. Oh, that's yes, nice. but also like Samantha with the micro penis, that was a big deal to her. So understand what it is a big deal and mm-hmm. set that boundary. But if something is not a big deal,
0: and you it, like figure it, it out and communicate, you know, you know the things that you know are big deals and the things that you wish weren't big deals the mm-hmm. things that you wish weren't big deals aren't big deals
1: if they're wanting to uh, write you a letter if they're wanting to <laughs> send
0: you an ad a, uh, a, a for column, a column for, the, for my for my internet um, for my for my column my sexy column um, you can find me. <laughs> you can find me at Turner Madeline on Instagram and at Madeline Turner on TikTok. Rebecca, if they want to um uh just get to know you a little bit better over a Cosmo and a cigarette and a weird fur coat, where can they find you? <laughs> um, you can find me
1: at Rebecca Butter on Instagram and Potter Rebecca on TikTok.
0: Ooh. Um We love all of you so much. Please send this to a friend. Review five stars. If you have not watched Sex and the City, watch it along with us. We'll be covering season two shortly. Um, We would give every single one of you all of the sex and all of the city if we could. (laughs) (laughs) And honey, listen. (laughs) We want you to make sure you stay lonely but not alone. (laughs)
1: unless i'm there sweetie
0: (laughs) okay bye
1: bye